Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. The breakfast table is full of champions. In today's episode, we hear from Danelle Delgado, a single mom to multimillionaire, international speaker, author, and guiding entrepreneurs to win on repeat. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. to that and Bob Berg actually when I read at the very beginning of my career Tony go give her sell more the green book I remember it was the first time I felt like it was okay to be in love with sales because it was such a way of being you know congruent to your values while selling and that wasn't what was being taught in the marketplace so that was awesome to hear him on there now listen yeah he's he's certainly one of the greats and for anyone who says I don't like sales I hate sales Let me tell you something. We are all salespeople. We're all selling. We're all selling something at some point throughout our lives or we're being sold to at any point. Right. Right now, we're selling you on the idea of being a go giver and being a better human. We're selling you, you know, listen, why, why, why aren't people's pictures on here with their hair all undone and wearing raggedy clothes and sweats and ripped jeans and stained shirts? Right. We're all selling at any point. We're selling to our our, our significant others, we're selling to our clients, we're selling to our kids, our kids are selling to us. That's just the way it is. It's just people don't refer to it as sales, but that's exactly what it is. You know, not in, not in the financial aspect of it, but selling people on the idea, on the thought, on the pattern of behavior, whatever it is. So we're always selling. And the better we get at selling, also known as communicating effectively and, and, and the mastering influence and so many other words, but that's all selling. Um, so yeah, that's, I just got to say about that. So yeah, be okay with selling because selling is actually a good thing. It's the best, (laughs) right? It's built me quite a life. Tony, thank you this morning. Good morning, guys. My y'all, you better start inviting your friends because I'm fired up. I missed a week while being in France. Uh, I was blessed and honored to be at the Crom Film Festival and movie premieres and, Forbes France parties and all different kinds of things representing skin worldwide as well out of New York City. I hope ladies y'all shop there. So it was absolutely amazing, but I did miss being on a completely different time schedule and missing all of you. I got to pop in a little bit. Um, But I am really excited to be back. So for those of you who are just popping in, it's Tuesday. It's my time on Clubhouse and I'm fired up. So Invite your friends. Hang on. I'm inviting a couple people. I see you doing it. We're already up 20. Let's go get them in here because I'm going to actually have a chat with you guys um, really about how much traveling the world and how much um, my life has changed because of the different places that I have gone. So I want to talk to you guys about this in a really rare way. Last night, I hopped on just to share a little bit about my trip and what it had done for me in France. And I got to talking with everybody on Facebook Live about about really what they're doing every single day that is locking in their future. So I want you to think about it right now. What is the next big goal that you have on your plate, the next big win you are looking to create, 
right? I want you to write it down. I want you to have a notepad. You can write it in your phone. You're listening on your phone. It won't shut down the app. So I want you to take just a minute and write down what is that next big goal? Maybe it's a goal you're aiming for 90 days from now. Maybe by the end of the year, six months, you're ready to go on this run. Maybe it's a year from now. Maybe you're not quite sure how long it's going to take. But I want to tell you right now, without something on the horizon that you're looking to create, a finish line, a metric you are trying to cross, understand you're not going to be very wowed by your results without one, right? A lot of people wake up every single day. They live their mundane. They do the same thing. They're all about their patterns. I love everybody in here getting your morning routine with Glenn. It's absolutely imperative for a successful life, for a fulfilling life. I love that. But I want you to think about your patterns and what happens on a daily basis because most people miss, they miss the greatness, the achievement, the impact that they can make by living a mundane life, by living just a habitual life. They do the same things day in and day out. They are the you know, they are their patterns and they're missing out. And so while I was in France, um, I was sailing out around all of these yachts. The Facebook yacht was out there. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Who has the biggest super yacht? It was out there. We were out there with the modeling twins. You know, there, there were, I mean, there were celebrities everywhere walking up and down. We were at Sean Penn's movie premiere. Uh, his daughter is featured in. There was just wealth and success all around us. And we were floating out there at sea and I just laid my head back. I was actually on a sailboat on a beanbag. Um, it was awesome. And I was just resting my head. And I was thinking about everything that had taken me to that point. And I actually got super teary-eyed. And I want you to think right now, right? What are the battles that you have fought to get you to this place that you are today, right? For those of you who don't know my story, uh, I lost everything so I could build everything. And now I get to give that back to everybody who is really taking an active uh, persistent path towards their future. Um, and it took me over a decade to build, right? I've been in business about 12 years. Um, single mom fighting my way forward, cancer survivor. There, there've been a lot of highs and lows. And as I was laying on that boat, I was, I was surrounded by some of the greatest minds in the world, making a dream of mine come true since I was 16 years old, being at the festival and being a part of what was happening, being in the room with the actual directors and costume designers and the people who made these films happen, right? They're living their dream. And um, a lot of people at the festival are, are using their films to help world crises and actual like great movements in the world. And so I was sitting there surrounded with it. And I thought about all of the times that I wanted to quit. And I thought about all of the times that, you know, other people's opinions hurt my heart. I thought about all the times that I put myself so far out on a risking platform that I almost lost everything. I thought about every time that someone who paraded that they were close to me and kind to me and a friend to me stabbed me in the back. And I looked at um, how many times it was near losing everything and I had to look my children in the eye and say, maybe I'm going to lose. And 
And I was thinking about all of these hurdles that we have gone through, all of these times where, um, you know, cancer returned and I wasn't sure if I was going to make it, right? How many times does it have to return before you start wondering, okay, this is probably how I'm going to go. I want you to think about how many times in your mind you have wondered if it was meant to be you who was going on this journey. And so as I talk to you today, understand this is coming from a place of floating through one of my dreams two days ago um, to being back home in Colorado, um, sitting in one of our, our dream homes that we absolutely love, um, you know, where my kids' friends all wanna play and, and they can do all of these things that all started from a tent. And I'm sitting here going, what happened, right? And I realized that my greatest skill in my entire life that has built all of this for me, besides the hard work that it took, the hours, the blood, sweat, the tears, the overcoming, the pushing through pain, I want you to understand my number one skill in life is a people skill, okay? It is 100% a people skill. And this people skill was developed in two ways, okay? And I want you to think right now, okay? Whatever your goal is, how many people is it gonna take to make it happen? It's gonna take a lot of people. Number one, it's gonna take you. It's gonna take you ironclad, hardcore, believing in yourself and proving it every single day. The problem is most people try to believe in themselves, but then their actions don't show the proof, right? Their actions are self-doubt. They look in the mirror and they rip on themselves. They wish they had this body or this mind or this brain or this hair or these people in their lives, right? They start wishing their success and their belief right down the drain, okay? So belief is not something that can be faked, although they talk about that a lot. Uh, it's 100% not. It is something that can be built alone. Okay, so yes, you need that belief. Yes, you need those things. But in order to get those people skills, it took a whole lot of people on my side for me to build all of this. It took a whole lot of people pretending that they were on my side. It took a whole lot of people to stab me in the back to build all of this. And how I handled all of those situations is the people skill that led to my success thus far. I have a long way to go. Um, I absolutely love helping people build their businesses, strategize, make money. I love helping them build a brand. I love even helping them believe in themselves and know the truth that most people wouldn't tell them. I love helping people fix their stories that their parents accidentally screwed up most of their life. Listen, it, it's all a gift, but I wanna tell you, these people skills are things that you need for the rest of your life and to build that next goal. Okay, so whatever that next goal is, number one, you got to tell it the truth. You got to tell it who you're going to be in order to achieve it. And you have to prove it every single day. All right. And, and as you're doing this, I want you to understand most people are really great at lying to themselves. They're really great at rationalizing. They're really great at saying why things can happen and why, um, you know, there's a reason after everything. Nobody like watch how people speak to you. Okay, if they say something to you and then they feel the necessity to defend it, they're just trying to convince themselves. For me, I got really incredible great at never explaining and just being, right? This is who I am. This is what it is. I don't owe you an explanation, but watch me work it because I backed it up. And these people skills came from these two ways, okay? Books, 
books became my best friend. I listened to books more than I listened to people. Um, books had no ulterior motives. Books had um, only the will for my success in mind, right? They didn't have things in there that were going to knock me down and knock me around. It was someone who believed in themselves trying to show me how to do the same. So I listened to books. And the other thing that built my people skills was crossing borders, okay? Was traveling the world. Travel changed me. And I know some of you love travel, some of you don't. Uh, but today, as you guys know, per my usual, I am going to give you my top 10 my top 10 truths that I learned from travel around the globe. So perhaps if you get to go there, I hope you do, great. And if you don't, you're gonna learn the lessons anyway, okay? But these skills that I learned while traveling the globe are how I learned different cultures, how I learned how to, how to be in the face of challenge around the world. There are different cultures in different places. And the more skills you learn about people, the more your marketing is done differently, the more you approach people and situations differently, the more you can move the world in your favor, right? Because you are aware. I take a look at what's happening in our world from racism and politics and trafficking and all of these things in the world that the news, you know, turns and makes it whatever they want and people are being harassed and, and all of these issues that would not be issues if people would study and care and learn for people and build their foundations and their cracks. So anyway, this is a long topic. I'm not going to go into that right now, but here's what I want to tell you. If you truly want to hit that goal, you are going to need more people. If you truly want to make a dream come true, which it's designed in your heart, right? It's there from the beginning. God put it there on purpose. He doesn't play tricks on people. That I wanted to be involved in the movie since I was 16 years old. And my, my first job was at Showtime Video in Colorado. Okay, I was 16 and I studied and I read and I wanted to be a screenwriter and I wanted to write movies. And I, I didn't want to be in them. I wanted to write them and I wanted to be a part of them. And I grew up and I studied marketing. I did all these things. And 26 years later, I end up having a dream come true not even being in the field. The deal is this, the world is trying to make it come true. It's moving things for you as long as you're moving and as long as you're growing and as long as you're challenging, when you are operating at potential, it can't help but happen for you, right? The world's trying to help you out. I want you to understand that. It might not feel like it, right? People look at my life and they go, Danelle, when you had cancer, how are you so happy? Right? How are you so cheery? How are you writing gratitude every single day? And I go, listen, some people would fall into the why me category. I didn't. I fell into a different category. Grateful for my life. Capitalizing on a moment. If I only get today, this is what I'm going to create. While most people were talking bad about their competition, I was praising them, cheering them on, pushing them forward, hoping that there would be more people winning so that if I go, my children will have people to follow. If there are moments in your life where you are defaming or criticizing or hurting others, you need to take a look in the mirror about what you are creating for your life, about what pill you're taking. If there's more excellence to be achieved, step up, right? Show them, don't tell them, right? Big mouths lead to broke, <laughs> broke, broke souls, okay? Um, and I, I just wanna tell you, 
traveling the globe is what gave me an even bigger heart for humans without understanding. Okay, all of you on here have a world of knowledge. I'm looking at a bunch of my friends up here on the stage. Hey, friends. Um, I'm looking at people that I haven't gotten to meet in person, but I feel like I know because of this app and social media. I'm looking at the opportunities that things have opened for me because of how we treat people. Glenn has built the largest morning show on Clubhouse ever. He has served and served and helped and given people a platform, and he has done this for me. And there's not a moment he needs something I wouldn't give for him. There's not a moment we don't talk about some of the hardest issues in the world, right? He's one of my dearest friends on the entire planet. And this has happened because I have learned how to take and handle skills. Don't think there haven't ever been any challenging times. So I want you to think right now, okay, what is that big goal? What are you trying to create? What do you really want? And then I want you to write down every single habit that you have that is keeping you from hitting that goal. Every single one. What is every single thing you're committed to that you live on a daily basis that is the reason you haven't hit it yet, right? I want you to think about it. I want you to list it out. I want you to write it down. If laziness, sleeping in, if mistreating others, if any of those things, like what is it? Maybe it's lack of knowledge. Maybe it's doubting yourself. Whatever it is, what is the habit that you've been committed to that is going to ensure that you lose this goal, not win it? You have to confront these things along the way. And as I was traveling, my weaknesses were spewed all over the world, <laughs> right? My weaknesses, they were shared on social media. My mistakes blasted all over. Thank God, because I teach from those, okay? That pain sure made me move quick. But I want you to think about it. If you can admit to yourself, hey, these are my weaknesses. Hey, these are the things that I've been committed to that I'm going to have to get rid of to hit that goal. That goal is going to happen a lot faster. Okay, what's the polar opposite? What is the new things that I have to be committed to on a daily basis in order to hit the goal? Start there, right? This is a people skill that you have to have. You have to take a look at yourself before you look at every other reason in the world or excuse about why things aren't happening. A lot of people tell me, Danelle, how'd that happen for you? You did it so fast. People have doubted every single ounce of everything that I have ever done, but it never bothered me. Because when you know the truth and you build the truth in yourself, that's something that can't be taken away. No matter what somebody else's weaknesses do, right? What are you giving attention to that you shouldn't? Are you giving attention to haters or are you giving attention to those you're helping? I could care less about haters right? Other than they sometimes teach me where I'm weak and I need to fix it. I sort it right out. What's fact? What's fiction? The fact I use and I say thank you to them. The fiction, I pray for them. Try that. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to run you through that. That was 20 minutes of, of warm up. Are you guys ready to go? Because I'm ready to go. It's morning. I'm sitting out here by the pool. I uh, am not sure what time it is still a little jet lagged, but let's just roll this morning. Okay, my top 10 tips that built my people skills from people around the world. I'm going to give you 10 of my favorite countries or places and what I learned from those. And I want to see how you apply these in your life. Now, a lot of people write me afterwards and they say, hey, Danelle, can you take a screenshot and send me your notes? No, I'm not into cliff notes. I'm into people actually working. So 
if you listen, you're going to hear it and things are going to move you. If you write things down, you're going to learn it even better so that you can have it for your notes. So no, I'm not going to send you my notes. Take good notes. Feel free to share it on social media. Tag me in it. I share always the best shares that go out during the day. Put me on your stories. Let me share you out. Uh, I want to make sure, and I actually want to see who the next, you know, leaders in the world are. Hey, good morning, honey. Sorry, my kiddos are waking up. Did Titus get you? <laughs> the dog's waking them up. Um, all right. So are you ready? Now, as I go through these, I also encourage people to rate themselves. Scale of one to 10. Are you crushing it? Are you a 10? Are you a one? Are you a four? Are you an eight? I want you to see where your improvement needs to happen. And most people are afraid of metrics. They would rather not share exactly where they're at. I'd love you to, okay? And the only rule I give is there are no sevens. Don't give yourself a seven. That's the easiest way to be okay with mediocre and say you're not great and you're not horrible. And a seven will always stay a seven. And I don't want you staying anywhere. I want you growing, okay? If you're an eight, you'll be so close. You want to break through to a 10. And if, if you're a seven, you might also like be so afraid there. If you're a six, you know that it needs improvement. You can't leave it there because, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're a human, you're somebody who cares about success. So here we go. Here we go. My top 10. Are you ready? Number one. Okay. Number one skill that I learned comes from Australia. This is probably my favorite country in the world. Not only is my dearest friend in the world, they're my best friend and they have closed the skies and I can't wait. I'll be the first person in Australia when we can go, okay? Um, Australia taught me a lot over the last four years, um, you know, before 2020, the three, four years prior to that, I built a company out there with them and Australia has some of the greatest, greatest humans I know. They are fun. They are direct. They, um, man, they are wild souls. They are hard workers. They don't do anything without a fight and fire. And what I learned from them, right, in the beginning, the leaders over there in Australia were, were often telling me, hey, they don't often trust Americans. Americans talk a lot of stuff. They show up sometimes. They promise they'll help, but we're so far away. All of these things. So the lesson that I learned from Australia is how you have to show up for people, right? Show up for people no matter how long the trip. And I think in today's day and age, a lot of people... Um, you know, we're always taught your oxygen masks on first. You have to take care of yourself so you can take care of others. I understand that. But I want you to rate yourself on how you show up for people. How you show up for people when it's inconvenient for you, right? How you show up for people. I would travel four to six times a year to Australia. That's 24 hours of travel. That's a massive time zone change. That's massive time away from my children. A week at a time because I only ever would get a week off from having my children. And so that I would travel, it takes two days. I'd be there and I'd train for four days and I'd travel for two days and I'd be back. And I will tell you over and over again, that built me some of the strongest business connections, the strongest friendships, the greatest truth when I had to be committed to be my word to myself. Because I'll tell you what, it's really easy to kind of be there for people. 
I want you to write down the names of the people that you have kind of been there for, that you have checked in on once in a while. And then I want you to make a list of people that you have thoroughly, blood, sweat, and tears, been there for them through everything. And I want you to write down the results that that helped them have. I want you to write down the difference you can make. And the reason this is a people skill is because there have been moments that have tested my every ounce of my being. And when I need it, in that moment, I will get a message from someone, I will get a text, I will get a phone call, I will hear a result, I will see Glenn playing with his millions of children and go, I had a tiny spot in that by being there, by making sure that he was a dad who was present with his kids and raised his kids and got to support his wife and do so many remarkable things. I was not just there for him sometimes. I was there for him always. Still am. He calls, I hang up on people. <laughs> I'm sorry if I hung up on you. You do have to be there for all the people. But Australia taught me this. When you show up for people, no matter how long the trip, no matter what, you build a truth inside yourself of the kind of human you are that can't be broken. A truth that builds the fastest, closest knit friends, right? I had a friend I called the other day and I said, hey, what if I needed you? Right? He messaged me right back and said, say when. I'll be right there. Right? I, I can't tell you the amount of friendships, connections, and humans I have in my life that because I learned to show up for people, whether it was a 24-hour trip, time away from my kids. When it was needed, it was there, right? Now it was, it, it became the most mutual of relationships. When I had things here, my friends from Australia traveled the 24 hours in a moment, left their families behind for me. I want you to think about it because it, it seems, it seems a little crazy, right? It seems easy to be there for people who are right near you. But how many times have you done more than just send a check-in test? How many times have you sent their favorite things? How many times have you gone above and beyond? How many times have you showed up when they're moving? That's like the worst thing in the world, P.S. I'll show up with movers and food. <laughs> but I want you to think about this. This is the number one truth that has changed my life. And I want you to think about that inner circle of yours. And how much room there is in that inner circle. How many people can you be truly there for? And if they don't deserve to be in that circle of those for you to truly be there for them, they shouldn't be in that circle. Right? If in doubt, you leave it out. There are certain people that we can give our all to and certain people that we can give some to. But the only way you really live these goals and this truth is if you define it. Right? What's your criteria for people to be in your life? What's your criteria for people to be a part of your brand? What is your criteria for them to be a friend or in your home or close to your family? What boundaries have you set? What things have you done? How have you lined up your people? Australia has taught me how to show up for the right people no matter what and how to listen for the truths of those who are not doing the same. Okay, there are a lot of people out in this world and you have to prove your stuff. Okay, you have to prove it to you and to others. Okay, that's number one. That's number one. You guys ready? Are you getting these? Are you rating yourself? How are you doing? Do you have your lists of people? Okay, here we go. Number two. Number two, a lesson that comes to you 
from Bora Bora, the French Polynesia. How many people have been to Bora Bora? I did a retreat there a few years ago. It was absolutely amazing. And um, I, I will tell you this, okay? Number two that I want to share with you that I learned from crossing borders and learning about people is that pictures don't do life justice. Okay. I know we live in this life in this day and age right now that if, you know, you do it for the gram and you do it for this, I was laughing as I was going all through Paris and all of a sudden everyone's a supermodel and posing and doing things on the beach and stories. And I was like, what a ridiculous cohort we look like, but what an amazing world that there is no barrier to entry of greatness in this world. Anyone could show up and look like anything and do anything. I was watching um, at the Forbes France event and I was watching these young entrepreneurs in their early twenties who were making more money than so many adults who have worked their whole life away um, simply by their looks, their effort, their hard work, and being involved in an internet era. Like, what an opportunity. Some people would say, oh my gosh, they don't deserve that. So I was like, man, I'm impressed by all. Those who worked and earned it, those who owned the Forbes Villa in France, right? And those who had earned their mark on a red carpet at such a young age. And I will tell you, I will tell you this, there were a lot of photos being taken, a lot of Instagram worthy things. And, and I sat back and really enjoyed. And, and I thought about how often we use pictures to pinpoint our moves in this day and age. But pictures don't do life justice. I want you to think about all the things that you have seen online, pictures, images, places that you've been like, man, that's beautiful. I'll have to go there one day. Um, oh, I'd love to have that. Pictures simply inspire dreams. I want to tell you to visit, not just watch the pictures. Okay. I, I want you to visit the wonders of the world. I want you to understand that space was made to be taken up fully. How many things have you written down? I, I take a look at, um, for Christmas, you know, we do Christmas a little bit different. We always do these big trips with my kids. And for Christmas, my little angel, Sophie, my youngest of my twins, uh, she's 13 now, but Sophie was like, mom, I don't need any presents. We have everything we've ever wanted. Just sometime, if there could be a time, I would love to see Alaska. I would really love to see Alaska. <laughs> and um, she's like, whenever we're ready, you know, I just want to see Alaska. And I said, Sophie, I said, let's look at flights. And she was like, what? I go, well, what are we doing for New Year's? Why don't we go to Alaska for New Year's? It's in a, it's in a week and a half. And she was like, what? And I go, why on earth would we have dreams and not make them reality immediately? Why would we not earn immediately, raise immediately, and go do what we wanted to do? Why would we have a dream and not deliver on it immediately? And I think so many people have missed out on half of their life because they tell me, one day I'll do this. One day I'll train with you. One day I'll come to one of your retreats. One day I'll travel to Bora Bora. And I remember sitting in Bora Bora. Uh, after all the people on the retreat had left and just enjoying my little hut on the water and swimming. And I was like, a picture will never capture what this place has meant to me. A picture will never capture it. Why have I talked about this place for so long? And why did it take? Thank goodness I went now and I have a place I want to bring people back. I think so many people dream and they forget that the dream comes at the timing it does on purpose.
It comes at a time to make you take immediate action so that you can deliver on the dream immediately. There should be no lifelong bucket list. There should be a life list. And you should tick it off every single time a dream comes into play. You might think, well, I don't have the money to do it. Great. Work the plan. When's the date you're going to have the plan done? How are you going to do it? This is how I have lived my life, 90 days at a time. And being in Bora Bora was the moment I sat there and I said, no more just watching people make their dreams come true. No, no more watching people who are living their dreams I'm going to create them. And that is when I started a list and I said, these are the places I want to go to, the experiences I want to have, and I'm just going to do them one at a time. Tick, tick, tick. This is why I do retreats all over the world. And I put them in places that people would never go so that they can write them off, so that they can experience who they become in a place that is not mundane and stressed and filled with laundry and you know, vacuuming. <laughs> I don't do any of those, but I did for most of my life. And I want you to understand, sometimes we lose ourselves in the mundane and it takes going somewhere that a picture can't describe to create who we are. If you still have places on your bucket list, understand you need to have deadlines. You need to have dates. You need to have plans to earn and create. Showing Sophie that we went to Alaska and we had the most remarkable trip because I had clients out there and friends who, who set us up for an adventure like most people will never have in their lifetime because I made a momentary decision to make sure that my kiddos would understand when you have a thought, it should become a thing immediately. How much in your life would have changed if you would have just taken action on the thing that you thought of right then? How much would your life have changed? Probably drastically. Well, I've been doing it for the last 12 years, and I will tell you what, I have lived a very blessed life and become a human that is 10 times of who I was a decade ago because I have hit the go button. I have not just watched pictures and scrolled dreams. I've built them one at a time, no matter what has happened. That was number two. Are you ready? Number three. Number three comes to you from Greece, which is my favorite place in the world. I could probably say this about all these places, but Greece is my repeat visit. I usually go there on my birthday every year. Um, and uh, I will tell you what, I spent my 40th birthday in Greece with fireworks. <laughs> and um, why not, right? Why not learn to celebrate my life in the way that I honor it? And I will tell you from Greece, I learned that you're meant to swim, not wade. Okay, you're meant to swim in the water, not wade in it. I think most people dabble their toes in life. Um, they forget to dive in. They forget to jump in the water and try and risk, you know, failing. I, I just think that most people dabble through life. And, you know, I've said it for years. I can't even remember where I read it, but the stars don't align for those who dabble. And in Greece, I remember touching the water every single time. I did it in France, actually, as well, where everybody was, like, slowly getting into the water. And I just dove off the front of the boat in, and everyone was like, what are you doing? And I was like, listen, life is meant to be lived so full. Uh, and I think about how this happened for me. And being in Greece, Greece was one of these places that was always a, an, a, a dream, right? I always imagined it. And then the first time I went to Greece, I kind of dabbled. 
I just, I did, you know, basic things. I took a small group and I got to know the place and I, I felt like I went through it tiptoeing. And um, I had this one experience on, um, on a boat there where everyone was cliff jumping and I'm super afraid of heights, by the way. <laughs> like the one thing I'm working on conquering. I jump out of airplanes. I go rock climbing. I've done all these things to try and get rid of it. I will. I will conquer it. I still stand on a ladder with my legs shake. It's hilarious. Um, maybe I need some, um, you know, hypnosis. <laughs> but anyway, um, I was scared and I missed this huge opportunity uh, with some incredible people. And I sat on the boat and um, as I went home, I remember thinking, I wish I could do that again. If I could do that again, I would do it differently. I would do it so big. I would do it so great. There was no fear that really needed to be marked like that. What was I thinking and doing? How many things in your life do you feel like that? I wish I could just try it again because I didn't quite do it with all that I had and everything I could possibly muster. Greece taught me that. Like, if you're going to be in the sea, man, swim in the freaking sea. Don't dip your toes in. Don't wait. Like, get in there and see what happens. And and I committed to never dabble again. If it was going to be done, it needed to be worth doing. It needed to be worth remembering. We're going to come. That's, that's going to be another one I'm going to tell you here in a minute. But swim, don't wade, right? Why, why be a part of something in your life that is not worth full out everything, I don't want you to miss opportunities because people, you know, people always say opportunities come and go. Um, and I don't believe so. I believe you're given a shot and you have to take it, right? Take the shot. Life gave you a shot, man. Take it. You, you have an opportunity. Take it. Take it big. Go all the way so that you thoroughly impress yourself with every opportunity. I can't tell you when people are like, should I do it? Should I do it? And they're asking me these questions. The number one thing I say back to them is, what do you think? right? Why, why do you need, you just need me to back up your dream? Is it in your heart? Is it in your spirit? Do you feel like you should, right? I, I get most people spend their life overthinking. Well, overthinking leads to nothing. <laughs> overthinking leads to just your brain. Now, I also agree that underthinking can screw up everything. <laughs> so I do think a plan is necessary. You must think, right? Dive all in, swim and take your brain with you. But I guarantee you, you will regret more things in life that you have done halfway than, than things you have not done at all. That is for sure. That is for sure. So make sure, ladies and gentlemen, from my lessons from Greece, that you don't do things halfway. All right? That, that you understand if you're going to do it, it needs to be done all out. I think um, I talked about this the other day in a post and then Matthew McConaughey did a uh did a we put it on my timeline you guys can see it on facebook but he talked about that it was hilarious okay i'm gonna keep my language appropriate so don't you worry glenn i got you <laughs> number four here we go i better hustle i got 20 minutes how you guys doing are you ready i want you to also while i'm talking write down somewhere that's on your list that you'll be headed to next right if, if you don't want travel, great. Something that you want to do that's on your list. Something that's been a dream in your heart. I want you to start making plans instead of having dreams. Okay? I want you to start making deadlines and dates and things you can earn for. Um, we have a, a rhythm with my team and all the people who work with me. And it says earn, raise, give. Right? 
earn, raise, give, earn, raise, give. And if we're doing something, um, we're not going to do it if it's not earning. We're not going to do it if it's not raising either support or funds or help or something for other people. And if it's not going to, if we're not going to do it, if we're not giving back from it, okay? Earn, raise, give. This is like our mission. Sorry, planes overhead. <laughs> um, but I just want you all in when you're doing it. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that when you have a thought and it comes up in your spirit and it's something you're meant to do, it's something you, you want to go for, it's, it's not a wish, it is a trigger. Okay, it is not a wish, it is a trigger. It is a trigger for you to start taking the steps. The world's already conspiring to make it happen for you. God's blessing it because he put it in your heart. You need to listen to it and you need to step on it and you need to do it quickly. Because my life is a series of dreams that became reality. I'm not still working on the first one. And the next dreams that are bigger than you thought only come after you perform the ones that came first right? My eyes have been opened up and opened up and opened up. While I was in France, I had a real huge breakthrough where I was like, oh my word, that was there right in front of me the entire time. And I couldn't see it. I was too busy hanging out in my mess, right? And, and I got there and it broke through. And the day I got home, the next morning, I had three of the biggest deal closings ever in the first moments after I was home. And they were like, aren't you jet lagged? Aren't you whatever? I'm like, I'm high on life. Let's roll. This is exactly what was meant to happen. I've been waiting for this for so long. As life transitions, as you commit to it. Okay. All right. Number four, here we go. Number four is home. <laughs> I have learned the most from my home, from being home. Here's what I want to tell you about home. Okay. Wherever your home is, I will tell you the greatest lesson that I have learned about people. Um, I've done several retreats in my homes. I have um, opened my doors to people my whole life. I have served people my whole life. That is who I am. But I will tell you the lesson that I have learned this year above all about my home is creating a haven, is creating a place that is a restoration station for myself. Um, most people live in chaos. I know I did for a long time and I defended myself by saying it was organized chaos. No, it wasn't. It was disorganized. I had stuff everywhere and piles everywhere and how I do my notes are kind of crazy and creative. I'm a little wild. Uh, but I want to tell you how you create your home, who you let in it, um, what you do with your restoration station is extremely important to how you live the rest of your life. Um, I, think, I think as adults, we, we do most of the things because we feel like we're required to. We follow all of the lessons that we've learned. And what I've learned is there's no rules except the ones we create. And I had to make new rules for my home because I had opened up my home so much, I didn't have a place to restore. It was always work. Um, and having my children here and their friends here and building a place that we actually wanted to um, make sure was safe and protected and all of these different pieces, I, I want to challenge you to have a home that runs the way that you need it, right? 
I remember writing out all of these things that I needed so that I could be more efficient. And believe me, I used to barely have a home. I used to barely have food on the table. And I, I used to struggle to make ends meet. And I remember writing down all the things that I would love to have in my home to make it run efficiently. And I remember hiring a chef and I remember hiring um, help to clean the house. And just all of these were kind of mission points. And then it became, wow, now I have the human who does my food and my training and my schedule and my hair and makeup and like all of these things that make me a well-oiled, efficient machine in today's day and age, it came it all began when I started protecting my home, when I started making it a haven, not a home. And so you'll see that on my stories and we call it home sweet haven. And um, it became such a true blessing protected by our neighbors and protected by land behind. And um, I mean, protected physically by cameras and security and also um, protected by who is let in my front doors. And I want you to think about um, what a blessing it is to restore and how I can say no and yes to things. And I encourage you to create that in, um, in any space that you have so that wherever you go around the world, whatever people you are working with, whatever dreams you have, you have a place that is a solid core supporter of your future, right? So here at my home, there is no one let in the door who is going to harm, um, destruct my family, my heart, my mind, who is not here doing better in the world. Like we have, we have some rules. I'm not going to share all those with you because I want you to be able to make your own, but like really rate yourself. How much of a restoration station is your home? Or is it a place of harm? Is it a place of disorganization? Is it a place um, where words are not cared for and communication is confusing? And some people support each other, sometimes you don't. Is it a place of arguments? Is it a place of, of safety? I want you to think about what you are creating because that's the most important space of your life, right? I want you to think about this. My kids have a choice. Every holiday we have here, uh, we choose who we open the doors for and welcome into our home and who we don't. And it, it has been such a blessing for us. So that's number four. Okay, you ready? Number five. Oh my goodness, I'm going to have to start rolling through these. You guys ready? Number five, Africa. Um, Africa was a dream of mine my whole life. I always said I would go to Africa. I wanted to do missions in Africa my whole life. Uh, since I was young and learned about that world from church, I, I will tell you that Africa taught me the number one skill um, that I've probably ever learned in my life. Now, we, we went to Africa, right? Um, man, so let's see. My oldest daughter is 14. So um, 16 years ago, Mm, yeah, 16 years ago, I was in Africa. And um, we were working with building an orphanage and some business out there and microloans and doing some great work with, with the people of Kenya. And um, we were out there um, because I was seeking healing. Uh, I was in pain. I had lost a child um, pretty far along. And, um, no one really understood it. And I just prayed a lot. And I said, well, if I'm not meant to have children, 
then I'm meant to help children who don't have families. And I felt very committed to that. And I left. I left my life. I left my job. I left everything. And, um, you know, when you are in a country that needs support, you learn how blessed you are. And although I felt at a loss that I'd lost everything I had ever dreamed about, um, I was there and, um, you know, I had suitcases of clothing. I had a giant pack. I was there um, working in the orphanage, working in the clinic. Uh, I was in nursing school. And, you know, all of these different kinds of things had led me to be able to help really rarely there. And um, these people who had nothing were so happy. And I remember when I was leaving and I left and I remembered um, just this moment of handing out my shoes to all of the people there. And I just made sure I had one pair of shoes left to come home. And I said, I'm going to tell everyone you need one pair of shoes and then you need to give the rest away. And I told everyone on the trip there, just have one pair of shoes and give the rest away. Like we'll buy new shoes. We have plenty of things. Um, and here's what I'm going to do. And, and I came away with this $1 hauler thing. Okay. I was working with youth and I said, listen, the whole world, if the whole world could just give a dollar a day for the rest of their lives, that's how this world can change. And so every youth group I was working at, everything, I, I was a youth pastor for a while after that, and I was like, everything is about a dollar, one dollar a day, the one dollar holler, and I made it fun, and the youth were giving a dollar a day. I still have kids who write me and say, we give 365 days a year at minimum, right? A dollar a day, $365 a day, and I was just going, listen, Africa taught me to help, right? I want you to think about helping in one area of your life. And this comes after the giving conversation, which is really great. But who could you help to an extent that it challenges all that you are? Okay, who could you help to a way that heals your greatest pains? I helped children and that helped heal me. I'm not telling you to do it because of that. I'm just saying every time you help another, it heals a little bit of yourself. And what you have to look at in your life is how your pain truly is to prepare you to help others, right? Your pain is the predictor of where you're going to serve the most people, right? It's going to. I, I saw Jason on here. I don't know if he's still on here. His pain and his childhood growing up has led him to be one of the greatest generous donors and um, advocates and going in and helping and saving children out there in the world who need it right now. And, and he's a dear friend of mine. And I will tell you, our pain is to prepare us to help people, right? I didn't understand my pain, but I do know that Africa taught me to help. And I'm called to help all the time. I've had people at my events who there's one debt that's holding them back from everything. And they're an incredible talent. And I said, oh, okay, so what if that debt were just wiped out and, and you could move on and go do this service and this impact and they just break. And I go, great, it's paid for. I got it. I'm just going to take care of it. And people have been shocked, right? And I've had other moments and things and charities and things. And I'm just like, when you're called to help, help. Africa taught me that, right? And, and I want to challenge you. It doesn't take much to make a massive difference, but the most people just don't do a little because they think they're not doing a lot. What if all of you, even on this call right now, okay, there are 686. Listen, look at all the hundreds of people that have joined this since I hopped in here. Listen. 
okay? I want you to understand this. What if all 686 of us committed to $365 a year, nothing, to one thing that serves our pain and leads to healing? I guarantee you the world would shift. What if all of us told 10 friends? Okay, we're up to 6,000. What if all of us told 100 friends? What if we just made this $1 thing? And I had no idea that this $1 idea that I had 16 years ago would turn into uh, youth kids donating for the rest of their lives that would turn into me creating massive movements for other people and serving and helping when the world calls it and it's gonna make a sacrifice to you and it's gonna stress like stress and stretch your every limit give anyway and watch what you create on the other side my greatest moves have come on the other side of my greatest helps I, I want to challenge you that that is where I found my greatness was to help those that I could serve. And it was the greatest key to my healing. There has never been a pain that I have had in the world that hasn't healed through helping others through it. And so if you're hurting, if you're wondering, if you're wondering how you're going to get out of it, if you're saying I might never recover, those are all words I've said to myself. And the way out is through help. Okay, maybe it's your time, maybe it's your money, maybe you're barely surviving right now. Well, let me just tell you, you're on this to see living proof of I once needed the help and then I became the help. And that's what I wish for you. Okay, that's number five, that's Africa. Holy moly, I have five minutes, are you ready? I'm gonna do these really quickly. Number six is Hong Kong, Hong Kong. I learned that safe is not always sound. <laughs> I learned that excellence should be the rule, not the option. Okay, everything from the Asian marketplace, from all of the places that I've been over there, man, excellence is the rule. Excellence is the rule. How much in your life would be improved if you would just do it excellently rather than do it, right? How much if every word you guarded was done in excellence could change the trajectory of your future rather than, um, you know, just saying things under your breath or under your tongue? How would your relationship with your kids improve, your spouse, your friends, your clients, if you would work with excellence? Hong Kong, I thank you for your excellence. The rest of you scared me. <laughs> because I was there by myself and you people stood so close to me, but that was so nice. I learned that I have a, um, you know, a personal space issue and I've been working on it since then. So I'm super grateful, but excellence is the rule that I learned there. And also how to, um, how to really be around people with different cultures, measures, um, challenges, ideas. I learned so much from that one. Okay. Number seven, are you ready? Alaska, Alaska, Alaska was amazing. Alaska, what I have notes here is this, okay? Only do what's worth remembering. Only do what is worth remembering. Why on earth would we waste our moments doing things that didn't matter, that weren't worth having a memory for? I have mugs from every, coffee mugs, from every single country that I've been in. I actually had to buy a bigger house with more cupboards. <laughs> because I have so many, my kids are like, that's enough, no more. And I'm like, I will remember these moments, right? I'm actually drinking out of one right now from uh, the film festival. Mm -hmm. But do what is worth remembering. How many things have you casually done that has no memory, that wasted your breath, that didn't do anything good in the world? I guarantee you, if you have more moments that are making more of a difference, your life will completely transform. And I learned that in Alaska. When I said yes to Alaska, yes to Sophie, and yes to doing that, it changed our family trajectory forever. That, that dreams were just deadlines and we would do them immediately. And we would say yes to all the things and we would go dog sledding and we would go 
swimming in the hot springs and we would have frozen hair and eyelashes and we would say yes to tiny hotels and sleeping on couches and doing everything out in the middle of nowhere uh, to live a life of adventure and find out who we are and it was amazing. Do what is worth remembering and maybe remove some of the rest. Number eight, New York City. New York City, I have learned the number one rule that changed my life. I say number ones a lot, but they all have. New York City, move. That's the rule. Move. Your swagger is found there, right? You know, like when I'm in New York, I walk differently. I walk faster. I walk bolder. I walk more confident. I just smashed a bee that found me. Um, I walk. I listen. I hear the sounds. I don't like to sleep. I love the sound of the hustle, the bustle, the horns, the things. There is energy from nations and nations and years and generations that happen in New York. And I will tell you what, as long as you are moving as if you are in New York, results will happen. Deadlines will be crossed. Boundaries will be stretched. Lessons will be learned. New York moves me and it'll move you too right? What things are you sitting on and sitting still on that are keeping you from that goal that you want to achieve next? Bless you, honey. Sorry, my kiddos are out here. Number nine. Number nine is Italy. I love all your follows, guys. Thank you. I'm seeing them coming in and hey over there on Twitter. Number nine, Italy. Italy is a favorite. That was one of my dream retreats. I did that on my birthday several years ago, okay? Um, Italy, I learned that meals are made to build connections, right? You are meant to um, eat with people that you want to connect with, that they're meant to be done slowly and savored and smooth. And uh, I will tell you, Italy's hilarious. They never let us eat quickly. They make us go from start to finish, ending with cappuccino or whatever you need. Meals are made to build connections. And when I was in Italy, I committed to having lunch once a week um, in big places, in giant places. I started eating at the Four Seasons before I could afford it and having lunch there once a week and meeting new connections and, and what people would I make. It made me set the goal of my 12 um, idols that I wanted to meet every year. So every year I have 12 new people that I want to have a meal with and break bread with that I would do every single year. And I do one once a month and they'd be heroes that I didn't think I could reach and I would create it. So that's what I did. Meals are made to build connections. Use your time savory and well. And the last one I'm going to do before we break off here is number 10, France, because I was just there. No idea should be left untried. No idea should be left untried. If you like it, try it. If you love it, do it. If you see it can be done, then you can do it better. Adventure your way there. I want to tell you there should be no idea left untried. So ladies and gentlemen, that's my time today. It is 8 o'clock on the dot. I am going to pass it back to either Glenn or Jen and Chris. I tell you, these are my top 10 you will grow as people if you make these a part of your life. I love y'all. Have a great Tuesday. We love Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.